Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You spend your day slaving away for someone else to get rich. It's time for you to do something for yourself. Recline in your lazy boy and relax. So crack open a cold one. It's time for the Chang Show. Well, Chang, can you believe it? It's time. Must you interrupt me? I'm waiting, man. Let's go. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going. Chang, we're here. It's episode two. Can you believe it? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are recording Chang, and you are not are even ready? participating. Let's try okay. this one more time. Let me let's try it okay, one last ready? time. All right, on three, thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. Oh my God! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the rendition of I the was Chang supposed to, show. I was it supposed is to bring I, us in the Chang, and I am sitting here by the Lord of the Board, the sexiest millennial. That I can call the only individual that if I ever had a son, I would put him up for adoption. Mr. Ruben J. Ruben J., it is a pleasure and a joy to be sitting here with you for this rendition of The Chang Show. You know, I wish I could say the same thing, but... We've been trying to record now for about 10 minutes, man. And you've you've derailed us every step of the way. And... Uh, Never. If uh, never, never derail. If I, I, I am the train in force. You understand? You either throw coal upon the tray to keep it energized and moving at the speed of a bullet, or you just jump the hell off and say, Chang, you're slowing the train down. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the culprit, the gunslinger that jumped on the back of the train off your horse to try to derail the movement and the speed and the velocity of the Chang train that we are on right now? I didn't think so. Chang, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How was that? I'm doing good. How about you? How are you doing in your fine young days of today? I'm doing well, I've man. noticed that your hair is, oh, my God. Your hair looks like... Uh, I'd say maybe the waves off of the West Coast, maybe Huntington Beach, uh, during a maybe somewhat of a cool breeze coming in, high winds coming in, and your hair looks like a wave that if I was a surfer, I would ride till my board crashed. That's how good your hair looks. Well, why I appreciate that, Chang. I do have one question for you. What would that be? My question for you is last week when we talked, 
you told me that you were you stopped doing drugs. What's right, changed right. in the last week that you're doing drugs again and talking about my hair as if it's the, well, their waves? No, 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 wait a minute here. When uh, you bring up the topic of doing drugs, um, marijuana is not considered an actual drug only by the, uh, hmm, I want to say the uh, justice system who didn't decided and the medical system. Let's not skip upon. Yes, it is the the medical profession uh, as i speak it's big pharma that is against marijuana and the conservatives who classified marijuana as a drug when marijuana is not really a drug it was grown here naturally here before any other culture came here that's right beside my ancestors and native americans i could go into a long description of uh, tribes I belong to, but I'm not going to. Marijuana is not a drug. Uh, yes, it is true. I have not been partaking in the usage of marijuana uh, as of smoking uh, due to uh, similar health reasons that were brought upon due to my heavy usage of obtaining marijuana through my lungs. Also because of many other factors in my old life. Now, yes, you want to bring about, no one can see me, but yes, I did take a hit of Mary Jane. I am still very much pro- Oh, no, 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 I wasn't talking about that. What I was talking about was, is you sounded like you were tripping balls right now, and I just wanted to know, I, oh, I guess, I guess, oh, I guess the question, no. the question is, how much no. weed have you consumed? That, you know what, let's just, let's just jump into today's episode. Let's not, let's not even go down this rabbit hole. Um, no, no, before, no, because you can't handle the rabbit hole. No, it's not that if it's you, not that I can or can't handle you, a rabbit hole. Chang, hold on, Chang. It's not it has nothing to do with whether or not I can handle a rabbit hole or not. It's that we're on a schedule. We're on a tight schedule. We have a show to do. These people yes, pay us good money. Continue. 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 So if you want more of this stuff, make sure to follow us on social media at Show That's of right. Chang on Instagram, the Chang Show on Facebook, uh, and then of course uh, we're going to be taking questions from you guys. Our emails show. Hey, you know what, Ruben J. Yes, sir. Uh, the first time I heard about Instagram, you know what I actually thought it was? You could call a number and somebody could bring you a gram of weed instantly. But I guess I was wrong. No, you're right. That 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 is a service that's offered on there, just not an official service. Uh, and make sure uh, yeah, to uh, make sure to email us your questions, showofchang at gmail.com. Uh, and Chang, I believe that in the next three episodes or so, we're going to have video. And we're going to have a video component. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I have a, that'll be nice. I, and I have an important announcement to, to make uh, when the time comes. Mm, so this yeah. week, this week, we are going to be diving into the... Uh, hotly debated conversation, uh, not to be uh, confused with Chang's hotly masturbated conversation. Uh, it's mm. a totally different topic. Uh, the hotly debated self indulgence. <laughs> the hotly <laughs> the hotly debated topic of bands and having fill in singers or straight up new mm. singers uh, as part of their lineup. Um, and for some reason, this topic is extremely important to the Chang. Uh, so much so. Yes, it is. 
So much so that a couple of years ago, we talked about this and we played side by side. We played songs from different bands and you refused at the time. You refused to admit that the new singer may or may not do as good of a job, if not a better job than the original singer. So before we jump into some of the bands here, Chang, I want to know. Why is this such an important topic to you? Why do you get so passionate about these people coming in and filling a role so that these bands can go out and tour and make new music for their fans? Well, the reason being only is because I have no problem with anyone uh, stepping in to fill in uh as a vocalist for a new band, the problem I have is some of the bands utilizing the same name of the prior band when the previous singer pretty much passed on. And the reason I feel so strongly about this, uh, because throughout my years, you know, gamble with bands here and there and never really taking it serious to where it would go. But I did notice being in a band structure, anytime there is a newer addition to a musical group, the flow, the sound, the energy of that band does change. And when you see bands of greatness uh, that are still out there touring under their original name with new lead singers, I think it is a a ripoff on both parties to the new singer and the band name and fans, which held that band in, in high regards prior to the change of vocalists. And I think it's a, a cheap ripoff because you are kind of putting the new singer in a way to where can you captivate the audience? Can you sound like this cat did? Can you bring about the magnitude and the sensation to the audience like this cat did? How close do you sing our songs pre previously with our old singer to what you have? And I think, on the other hand, it cheapens the thrill for the new singer. Unlike Journey, that cat can sing just like Steve Perry, but yet he's singing like Steve Perry. He has not really been able to bring in his own style or carry it to a certain way and have it be loved as the music journey did with Steve Perry, such as I will go on the limb and say with Alice in Chains, the new cat. Well, we're going to talk about them the in a band. second. So let's They're, not let's not spoil the cat okay. too quickly. You want to you want to I know who you're getting at. You're talking about. The great talent, Miles no, no, we're gonna, Kennedy. We're going to get to all that. We're going to get to all that here in just a second. I'm just. Oh. My question is, uh, why it's so important to you? I, I don't want to talk about any of the bands right now. I just want to talk about why it's important to you that you will literally not listen to uh, an artist perform a song if the original singer isn't isn't doing it. Well. First of all, my brother, I will listen to it. That's the only way I could be as judgmental or critique it the way I do. And I do have respect for a lot of people singing somebody else's rendition. But what I have a problem is you coming out in that band under the same name and singing that song. And I think that's where I stated before. It's a ripoff to the new singer and a ripoff to the fans 
of what they are waiting anticipation to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's a pressure on the new singer to try to deliver a performance that is close to what the previous singer had previously done on their work. That is my problem. I think it's a ripoff on both ends of that coin. Now, I, I'm not saying I am slandered and hate the new singer. No, I'm not saying that. It's a ripoff. Sometimes. And as a rock and roller, I do not like to listen to anything ripping anybody off. That's my problem with it. Okay. We'll get into bands later, of course, but that is my problem with it. Okay, cool. And I understand that. I understand that you like the originality of it. But so let me ask you this, and I want a brief answer to this. Um, okay. Is it the same for you? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When a band kicks out their guitar player and brings on a new one, do you have the same yes. issue? Yes, the same exact issue, and we can get into bands of that uh, magnitude also. Yes, bro, because like I told you, having the experience around bands, being in a band, in and out of bands, being aware of the uh, cosmic energy that you instill when you join a band and the brotherhood and the vibration that brings you all together – and the first sessions that you have together and you create something that is like, wow, captivating. And you know, you're not going to be able to capture that energy again with anybody else. It's spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's uh, concrete. It's a bond. It's an art that it's an art. It is an art. Any type of movement or change with the brush. It's a different stroke to that art. It may look the same, but it's not the same art. How's that for you? That makes sense, you know, because we'll talk about this band in a little bit, but there, there are a couple bands where I'm just like, this isn't the same without the uh, the musicians that you had uh, in the original days. So let's start okay. with probably the biggest band on the list of people we're here to talk about, and that's Queen. Um, Queen currently is touring with Adam Lambert, who is doing, I think he's doing a great job uh, as the front man there. But what I like about Queen is that they will pipe in some of the original performances by Freddie Mercury in between Adam Lambert doing his thing. So 
let, let's rant about this because I also know that there have been plenty of people who have sang with Queen over the years. Uh, let, let's talk about this. Why? So do you like the fact that Adam Lambert's singing for Queen? Can you tolerate it a little bit? Uh, what are your thoughts on Queen? All right, here's my thoughts on Queen. You know, I'm old. You like to make jokes about me. And yes, Freddie Mercury to me is always going to be one of the greatest lead men in a rock and roll band of any generation, any era, any form of rock and roll. Freddie Mercury set the standards. And I will always feel that Adam Lambert is a great vocalist and a great talent in his own right. Here's the scenario that is a problem with me with queen uh you have only two founding members of this band john deacon the bass player refused to have any works with uh the his buddies in create recreating queen because he felt without freddie mercury we are not queen and that does hold true in many senses so as adam lambert hit the road with uh, Brian May uh, on Queen and only the two original members kind of cheapens the essence of the name as in Queen because you're not all Queen. You're only two member members, you know, Roger Taylor and, of course, Brian May. Freddie Mercury and John Deacon no longer members of the band. So when you incorporate the talents of a Adam Lambert, who is a great talent in his own right and can sing renditions of Queen songs in his own right, which are a great tribute and a great notification of his vocal range. But to embark with Freddie Mercury, hence is cheapening the legacy of the band, the sound of the orig originality that made that band great and pretty much a slap in the face to what was to this is the way it is now. So I feel when a band loses several pieces of that original unit, it cheapens the band. It changes the texture, changes the energy. Therefore, you are ripping off and making money on the name that made you great, but you're trying to sell the rest of us your recycled goods sometimes recycled is worse than the original container that is the problem i have with queen you have tried to recycle what you once were but you will never be as strong as durable or uh self president as you once were so please if you're going to do some new music, call it something else, because we all know who you are. That's where I stand on Queen. So does so, that answer your question? Yeah, it does. So what I like about what Queen does, I, I mentioned the part where, where they pipe in some Freddie, but they also don't build themselves as Queen when they're performing. They they build themselves as queen plus Adam Lambert. So it's not like Adam Lambert is a member of queen. He just happens to be right. featured. Um, right. Would you prefer them to have called themselves, you know, like something like may and Taylor or some, you know, like, yes. 
something something totally different, bro. Because when you're missing that other part, I mean, you're you're only half of what you would be. And I have the same problem. If you're familiar, our listeners are familiar with the who. You are who? now missing the who. You know who? Who? Yeah, those old guys. Uh, you know, you have another band that we can I, I'll rag on because I've seen these cats three times in my past. Now you have the lead singer, Roger Daltrey. Okay, phenomenal lead singer in the bat in, in the past. Theatrical. I mean, they did plays. Tommy. Uh, you know, he had the chops, bold, you know, tough mm-hmm. guy. This band was known for partying, rock and rolling, and kicking ass. You know, they got a little bit older. Then Roger Daltrey complains about people smoking pot at his concerts because he can't keep his vocal range up. Needless to say, they're in their 60s, and you have Pete Townsend, one of the great guitar players, who is half deaf who has to utilize technology to hear where he comes in. And you have two other guys sitting in for two departed members, which was Keith Moon, which they did fill in with uh, Kenny Jones, formerly of, of, of the faces, but they didn't ask him to come back. Then you have the untimely death of one of the greatest bass players in rock and roll of the UK or of any generation as in the ox, who could beat? You can't beat the Ox, John Entwistle of the Who. So the Who comes back decades later, and they call themselves the Who with only two original players, but they get by because they're using Ringo Starr's son, who his Catholic godfather was Keith Moon, former departed drummer of the Who. So whenever I saw the Who coming in concert, and I'll put this quickly. I call them the what, the why, what do you think you're doing, incorporating on that name and the power that you guys had as a foursome to cheapen us listeners and sell us a product that is not half or three quarters as great as it once was. And I feel that way with Queen. I also feel very strongly about that with uh, Alice in Chains. I love Perfect their new segue. music with yep. their new lead singer, but don't don't play Lens music. You just you can't captivate it. You know what okay, I'm saying, so, brother? So, yeah, so I, I do, I do, I do, um, and I want to I, I want to put a pin in what you just said because I I want to connect it to a band that we're going to close with. Um, mm, so okay. I want people okay. to to pay attention Perfect. to what you just said, which is uh, don't play the previous singers songs. So I, I want mm-hmm. that to be a cliffhanger and we'll come back to come back to that in like five minutes. Um, tell me a little bit more about Alice in Chains and, and what your thoughts are on that, because that was a good segue. It was one of the smoothest segues we've ever done until I ruined it. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> so yeah, tell me more about that. Like, cause, cause I don't know much about Alice in Chains. Um, and I, I wish I knew more about them. Um, but uh, I'm definitely interested to hear hear your take on this. Rock and roll. You ready to roll? Yeah, go. Now, with Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains is a great band. Grunge. It came out of the grunge. Uh, now, you had uh, the presence of Len Staley. I mean, the dude was great. Even his, 
his aura about him looked evil, looked dark. The guy could sing, but yet he traded vocals with Jerry Cantrell, which is the lead guitar player. And a uh, fact to be known, that's a hint, is a lot of times when uh, Lane was too fucked up, uh, Jerry had to fill in the lyrics, but their vocals and the way they carried their vocals, the way they harmonized were very, very similar. So they were very melodic together. Now, when Lynn passed away, I thought that band lost its darkness, that kind of edge, uh, that kind of uh, old reminiscent, I thought, of bands that I grew up with where bands had multi-vocalists that could sound similar. Reason to be, a band I can say off the hand, Uriah Heep, Three Dog Night, something like that. Now, when Lynn died and they had to take a hiatus, <clears throat> you know, Jerry could carry the vocals because he did carry, I'd say, maybe 70% of the vocals uh, during the era that Len was pretty whacked out, but maybe 60% when they were together and Len was on top. And they got this new vocalist. Now the cat can sing. He brings a lot of soul to the band. Now I've seen these guys play with Judas Priest several years ago before I left Los Angeles, and I was blown away. And I thought, this guy can sing. But yet they kept playing their old set like Lynn was there. And his vocals, his emotions, his vibe was not at all of the dark. I mean, he's a soul brother. He's half soul brother, so he's got way more uh, range way more soul and emotion to his music. Now, I do dig the last two albums they put out just with him, and I thought that, you know what? If you were to go under a different name, it would kick ass. Mm -hmm. But the thing that haunts that band is going by the same name. Like I said before, my brother, it, it kind of cuts the throat of the new vocalist and holds him prisoner to what the previous passed on vocalist gave the audience and the fans with that vibe, with that energy, with that kind of connection. Uh, we saw the same with ACDC, which we can go into later. And I really, you know, uh, I want you to understand that it's not the vocalist and the new, oh, I'm all old and grumpy and shit. No, that's not it. It's all about what I call free form music. Allow the new to flow in with the old do not try to throw in the old too much because all you're going to do is separate, annihilate, and anger people. Yeah. It's better to move kind of like uh, the stream of water. You know what I'm saying, brother? Mm -hmm. You go with the flow. It crashes. It's calm. It gets rough. But either way, bro, it flows down the same stream, and it's freaking beautiful. We need to see more bands that incorporate that as they bring in new lead singers for whatever reason they lost their front man. So I want to I want to ask you this. I want to go back to Queen here for just a quick second, okay? Say Brian May decided to do a solo project. I don't know if he ever did, but let's say he did. 
and he puts out a record. Yes, he did. Awesome. Okay. Say he put say he put out puts out a record today. Say Adam Lambert is the lead singer. Okay, puts out a record. Okay. I think that'd be a great record, by the way. But uh, right, he goes on tour. Do you really think that people wouldn't want to hear? You know, we will rock you, and you know, uh, we are the champions, and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody being performed by one of the great guitar players of our day. Do, do you think that because the lead singer is gone, and probably the lyricist for all these songs, I'm not sure Freddie was 100% lyricist and all this stuff, but just because Freddie isn't around, do you think Brian doesn't have any? What happened? It was a three-quarter turnaround the way Queen wrote music. All of them uh, did write lyrics. All of them did write musical content. And uh, they just brought stuff to the table. Yeah, and, and, and I love that. I, I- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, first of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. There are a lot of bands that, that work that way. Um, it's a way to work. Yeah, but but do you think that Brian May wouldn't have the right to play that song on his own? Like, if it was separate, if it was just Brian May and Friends or, you know, Brian May and Adam Lambert or whatever it was that wasn't a Queen project. What are your thoughts on that, briefly? You know what? Yeah, yeah yes, as, as very well, I do agree with you. And I do think that that individual, if it was Brian May, he does have that right. He did... Uh, contribute to the making of that song in a heavy and in, in a heavy matter, and yes, if uh, uh, whoever he is playing with, if they wanted to do a rendition, yes, why not? It's a tribute, but it's him playing his heart and soul and what he contributed. If he created the music, it could not be banned. My question or problem that you may want to the listeners may want to partake it, it, it's a my problem is performing the same instrumental content, the same musical content under the same significance of the name that is no longer the presence of all the original members. Okay. That's where it lays with me. I can agree now, with that. Whoever of, whichever, whichever one of them wanted to go on tour, 
and create their own music, hey, do it. It's probably going to be badass because if you know Queen, all of them could sing. They yeah. could carry their own weight. Now, you yeah. know what? You want to get a, a guest uh, a musician? Do it. Do a rendition. What a tribute. It might be a kick-ass rendition. There's so many renditions of originals by former members of the band or, or just somebody else that picked it up that are just as brilliant, just as captivating as the original yeah. to whatever band it came from. So if one of the Queen members or any uh, member of a band that wanted to recapture their work on a particular song, whether their lead singer or their former band is there, then do it. But the thing is, do not claim it under the resistance and the prestige of your old band. Don't call it Queen. Maybe before you come out, we're going to do this song. Some of you remember it. We did it as Queen, a Queen tune. And then you go into it. And that allows the new individual that is going to partake in the vocals or whatever other portion musically in the song to feel open and inviting and accepted so they could add their own flavor to it, slow it down, speed it up, melodically change it, but yet it's in the content, in the back of your mind, you hear it like, oh, man, I remember when they did this, but man, this is great. So it's always a win-win when it comes to musically, but just don't claim it as the original band and unit that you first performed it. Other than that, kill it, own it, sell it, and motivate people, bro. I agree 100%. I, I like that take, man. And and we'll talk about that again towards the end here in just a second. But one band that I think uh, that I may actually agree with you on is uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, okay. I am a little biased because the lead singer of that band now uh, is a friend of mine. And the guy's got chops. Dude, the guy's got chops, Ruben. Oh, he's uh, fantastic. I we were doing a show together previously. We were working together when he broke out with a band, remember? And before he was named, me and you were talking about this at ARB, remember? Mm -hmm. When we were doing Toscano and Chang, and we were both agreed, this is the dude to nail it. I remember sitting behind the board with you before Toscano got there, and we did we started the Toscano and Chang show. We had talked about it a good 45 minutes, mm -hmm. and we had uh, been watching on YouTube, true, different singers, and both of us agreed that, this is a cat. And then you told me you had talked to him. You, you were, you were a friend of his and we both agreed. This is a guy to do it. Now the rip off to him. And I, I'm sure you'll agree is people hold him in the same, same high rank or the content that they want to hear Scott. Some people get angry that he's not Scott, but I feel that the pressure of the fans and somewhat of the band and management, they're forcing him to have changed his hair and kind of sound a little bit too much like Scott, which is kind of cool in a way because he does sound very similar to Scott. But if he was allowed to look his own, uh, carry his beat the way he wants and add with his own uh, vocal range to the song, it would more purify it, make it his own, maybe get some heat off his back. Maybe then, uh, the mass media of music and listenership would allow that band to grow more so than they are. And I think it's those reasons why that band is not climbing 
in the way that Alice in Chains has. And I think that's a cheap riff off rip off because the dude can fucking carry some notes. Yeah. And I also, I also feel like they've diluted their brand by having so many singers over the years, you know, uh, you, you have, you know, you have the brothers and you have Eric in there and then you have, you know, you, you had Chester Bennington who it, it was a great singer. Rest and, in, and, and that's rest in peace yeah. on that, my friend. Yeah. Absolutely. We're never going to see anybody front that band. Lincoln Park could never be fronted again. No. And that's, that's one of the things that I'm actually happy that probably won't happen is you probably won't ever see Lincoln Park tour again. You might see no, the members no. of Lincoln Park do a tribute show uh, you might see what's the guy. What's the other guy's name? Mike. Uh, Mike. Is it Mike Kyoto or something? Mike. Yes. Yeah. Mike something. Something like that. Yeah. 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 You know that guy. He's got some music on the side. He's doing, but he's not trying to resurrect. No. Uh, you know, Lincoln Park, and even even when he performs some of the songs that he did with Lincoln Park, he does it his way, uh, in a completely exactly. different style, which is great. Uh, you get you know Mighty Joe Young. You had Swing. Was it Swing? You had uh, now you have Jeff Goot here. Uh, and then they had an album or two where they just had random singers. So I, yes, I really felt, did. I really felt like Stone Temple Pilots should have done what this next band did uh, when they kicked out a Scott out of their group. Is uh, what Alter Bridge did. Alter Bridge, uh, you know, Creed kicked out or, or separated with Scott Stapp and created a whole new project with Miles Kennedy and never looked back. Um, okay. you know, and there What's are your take on that. What's you, your take on Scott real quick? Scott's I love Scott Stapp. I think he's great. I think he, he so has I. some very serious mental health issues that he, uh, occasionally will, uh, unfortunately let spiral out of control. Uh, but I he's, agree. he's a great singer when he's, when he's, when he's good, he's good. When he's not good, he's bad. Um, I agree. there was a season, uh, in, uh, like between 2005 and 2008 or so where not only did I think he was going to end up dead uh, from an overdose, but he just couldn't, he couldn't hold the tune anymore. Uh, and then he got sober and, and really started working on himself and Creed reunited in 2009 and he sounds good now and he's been off and on since, but uh, I like Scott. I think Scott's great. And I, I think if he stays sober and stays clean minded, he'll be, he'll continue to make good music. He's got, he got a new record coming out. I think next year, or later this year, or next year, uh, which I'm I think it's later this year. I think I, so. I try to follow him. Yeah, he he's a uh, top notch. I've always liked that. You you know I've always uh, had a torch for that cat. Yeah, and and he's he's one of the classic um, tortured souls of the music business. Uh, I think that he will will go down as somebody who uh, had he been able to keep hit that train, the dude would be a multi 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 millionaire right now had he had been able to stay clean during Creed. Um, instead, yeah. instead he's just a multimillionaire, you know, so. let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. I don't know if you're a, a fan of this uh, band. Maybe, uh, some of our listeners are, I'm pretty sure they are sublime. Mm -hmm. What do you think of uh, sublime, uh, jumping back on board with a new singer with Remy, who is very similar to the previous leader of sublime minus the Dalmatian same, uh, aura, uh, same kind of vocal sound, same upbeat uh, kind of Rasta <clears throat> rock and roll uh, sound. And uh, they've done okay for themselves as in doing local gigs. 
uh, smaller venues, uh, festival type things, because I think they've embarked on that frenzy of like good time music where you have the ska, rasta, rock and roll, punk, but yet it's not the same vocalist, but yet the dude can hold the chops to everything of the old, but yet his career and his other band was very reminiscent and sound like exactly like sublime. If you're, are you familiar with that? What would you, what would be your take? Do you think that that cheapens both, uh, that style of music and sublime, or do you think it was kind of like a surfer catching a good wave and riding on it, but maybe riding too long, my brother, what do you think? I, I think, you know, from the singer standpoint, I think, uh, you know, I would take any job I could get as a singer, you know, um, okay. but I, I, I feel, honestly, I'd feel ripped Prostitute. off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aren't we all though? Don't we all just take a paycheck every two weeks and, uh, anyway. Well, you know what, man? Sometimes everybody's got to take it in the booty, man, to get that uh, beautiful check. Exactly. And while <laughs> I, I'm not, uh, I'm not well versed on Sublime. I think I liked what they did when they had what is his name, Mike Rome, uh, or, or whatever the guy's name was, where they called themselves Sublime with Rome. Romy, baby, Romy. They, yeah, he called. Yeah, that's his real name, but he he goes by Romy. Yeah, so I, I like. <laughs> Which is, I mean, he's 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 got a badass voice. Yeah, and I I like the fact that they brand it as you know it's member it's Sublime with this guy. I just honestly, dude, I I think that era of music's over with. Uh, it wasn't really. It wasn't really a, a genre that, you know, like Queen, was it able to continue to to amass a following. You know what I mean? Well, what band in the 90s, bro, can you honestly say is going to be uh, at a magnitude? Maybe Nirvana. Uh, a grunge. The grunge movement, of yeah. course. Pearl Jam is still significant. Uh, Audio Slave uh, is both... Uh, Rage Against a Machine and Soundgarden. Soundgarden will live on forever. But as you got through the later 90s, Sublime, one of the heavy-duty bands of that movement. Then you also have 311, bro. Uh, you also have uh, Lit. I mean, there was a lot of bands that captivated that sound, but yet Sublime was probably the greatest, the greatest of that sound and that era. Yeah. So I would cast Sublime in that era and their genre of music just as great as I would put Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. They created their own sound. Now with, with Romy, his vocals are so similar. It's very passive to be of the old, but yet it's not the same. And it's kind of a, the way I when when I I saw these cats, bro, at a at a <laughs> a small festival in uh, Orange County with Rome, and I was taken by how good he could sound with the old material. But the thing was that I noticed it was like watching a really good tribute band that gives you the same sensation and that feeling of glee as you did when you heard the band that they are impersonating. But yet I gave him props because he kept the fans and the vibe going. But I, I, I did stand there and feel cheapened as I drank my cheap beer. Cause that's how they were selling like freaking beer from Miller. But it was like, okay, I get the vibe, but you're kind of riding the roller coaster of something that did, 
You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, you know, and I don't blame them completely. I don't blame any band for doing that completely, especially if they... Got to make the money, bro. You got to make the money, exactly, you know? And, and back in those days, people weren't really investing their money well. So, yeah. No, I, they were not. I agree. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's wrap this conversation up with uh, the one, the one artist that I actually, um, that I really enjoy and I, I know a lot about, uh, is is Miles Kennedy. He, you know, he is known as the guy who uh, has become Great kind talent. of the kind of the fill-in guy. Uh, you know, originally was was scouted to be the lead singer of uh, Velvet Revolver, and ultimately ended up turning that down and and, and going with uh, with Alter Bridge, uh, which was the spinoff of Creed. Uh, and then years later became the lead singer for Slash's project and spent yep. much of the first three or four tours uh, doing nothing but uh, Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver songs with a little bit of Slash solo projects mixed in between. Slash and the Conspirators, bro. Slash the conspirators. conspirators. That's a great show, by the way. I went and saw them back in February, man, and they are fantastic. Well, my uh, buddy went and saw them. I was so pissed off because I was up here. And I will not disclose where I live now. That's on a later show. I do not disclose it on Banging with the Chang, nor do I disclose it on Back to the 80s. And I will not disclose where I reside now, so don't ask me. He lives in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this show transcontinentally. But, uh, Punk ass bitch. <laughs> So, you know, I will, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this because you know how I feel about this and I'm very invested in this, this group, but uh, I, you know, I, at one point said, man, I would love for slash to completely redo appetite of destruction with miles and the conspirators. And you thought that was a terrible idea. Um, I do. I, I still do. But, uh, I will say this, it's been 10 years since they began producing records together and this last tour, I think they played two of his previous band songs and mm-hmm. spent the entire two hours playing pretty much originals off of the yes. Slash and the Conspirator record. So yes. I, I think that at the same time, while, while, you know, I understand if you have a problem with Adam Lambert and Queen going out and playing all these Queen songs, um, at some point, I think if they were to make new music and continue together as a project, you would see them turn into something of what Slash has done, where he now has four, four records, four solo records that he can pull from on tour. And he's not having to rely on Velvet Revolver and Guns N' Roses anymore. You know, Mark Tremonti, uh, once Creed broke up, never played a Creed song until their reunion tour. Uh, Tremonti could sing on his own. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, I mean, you sent me some music where he did a Frank Sinatra piece 
did a whole Jones album. Got chops. He did a whole Jamonte album. Jamonte could carry his own weight uh, with or without Miles Kennedy, with or without Scott, without Creed. The dude's got chops. Uh, that whole, yeah, that album that he did of Frank Sinatra, if he were to, desi- to desire to dive into that, he could probably take that on. So let's not e- escape that. There are great musicians behind vocalists that are no longer with us. Let's acknowledge the fact that everybody that ever cracks a mic, plugs in an amplifier, an amp, or decides to pick up some sticks and pound on those skins has is on the verge of creating something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they would have never gotten into a band form if they did not feel this sensation individually. And individualism is what creates uh, connection. The more you have connecting on that individual vibe, the greater the artwork will be, my brother. Yeah. So Tremonti is awesome. Now, I I, 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 I I, do love Miles Kennedy. We went to his concert. We spoke with him and his wife. We spent time with them, I'd say about an hour, to where we would have uh, introduced ourselves as two individuals that do broadcasting. We would have been given less time. But I think me and you... were personable. You did uh, have a, re- a relationship with him before. They felt drawn I to us because we were real. I did not have sexual relations with that singer. But I do think uh, <laughs> as we did discuss things with him, they identified with us because we're both of a different age, but yet him and his wife were more around my age but understood exactly where we were coming from. We didn't kiss ass. We didn't ask your typical, uh, oh, Hail you. We talked about real things. And I think that is how you find great inspiration in musicians, people that are real, able to break it down, get away from the stage persona, talk to their fans or people that are on the same wavelength, whether they love their music and they love to hear that their song created something personal for them. And I think that night that we met them, both of us embarked upon some of his music that was a very personal victory and a personal cry for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it opened up that conversation. Dude, I think we were out there more than an hour. And when we walked away, I felt, you don't even know, bro, because I was at a very down point in my life. Everything was changing for me. That concert, that show, uh, that conversation, just being there with you and knowing me and you were pretty much on the same wavelength of what we thought about music and then what we thought about him. It was a fuck, a freaking dynamic show. If, if, if me and you could have recorded it, it would have been epic, my brother. Oh, I recorded epic. some of it. I lo- I love the dude. I love his wife. I think he blows Axel Rose away. And you know, <laughs> you've heard on Toscano and Chang what I yeah. think of Axel Rose. That little midget throwing a cigarette at my brand new white Chuck Taylors on Sunset Boulevard. I could have clobbered him, ended him, and he would have never performed at the Cat House that night, my brother. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, with that, I, I think that uh, wraps up this conversation nicely. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll have some changes. our conversation about uh lead singers and all that fun stuff man uh chang you know what it's that time of the show where we uh we remind people what it's like first of all to work with you uh but it's a time where you tell people what pissed you off this week a little segment yeah it's a little segment we like to call changry so chang what made you changry this week you know what gets me changry, my brother? When I'm driving down the highway and I see people picking their nose, and they are just, uh, I mean, they have no idea that they're picking their nose, and then they're touching the same steering wheel that some cat has got to clean at the car wash. You know what else gets me changry during the week as I'm driving around town or just anywhere? People that always say, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? You know what else gets me changry? Well, makes when I hear people order, can I get four Big Macs, two French fries, and a Diet Coke? You know what else gets me changry? When I hear a marijuana smoker tell people, oh no, I don't smoke cigarettes. You know what else gets me changry? Looking at my penis in the mirror, and it looks five times bigger than it actually does in my hand. And that's what gets me changry today. Well, we uh, we here at the Chink Show uh, do ask you to send us stuff, uh, preferably money, but we'll also take your life questions as well. Uh, so, Chang, and call girls. I will take call girls. The only call girls he takes is the girls that he calls to bring him his medication. <laughs> Boom! Roasted. <laughs> so true, you son of a monkey. You're like the son I never wanted. Oh man! All right. Uh, so this segment is going to be called, uh, advice from Chang. It's a lengthy, a lengthy email we got, um, starts off with, Give it to me. am I the asshole for telling my mother mm-hmm. that I will never care about her and leaving her in tears at a coffee shop? Hmm. Well, are you ready to hear the story? Uh, yes. Hurry up. Please, Please, give, I give, me, give, give me my advice. Give me, give me your one sentence response to that. Am I the asshole for telling my mother that I will never care about her and leaving her in tears at a coffee shop? One sentence. Yes, you're a, yes, you're a jackass. Okay, yes. cool. So uh, <laughs> this person writes in, uh, my bi- biological mother, Anna, had me 25 male when she was 22. 
She was initially thrilled to be a mother, but then after I was actually born, she realized that a baby wouldn't just be a doll to play with slash dress up. And a few okay. and the few fuzzy memories I have of her, Anna was warm was never warm or motherly to me in any way. The strongest one I remember is her screaming at me for something that I can't remember. Ooh. Anna would constantly leave. Is it kind of funny? Isn't your wife's name Anna? Yes, it is. It's, and my <laughs> wife was a pretty damn good mom, though. I was going to say, I know your wife yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah. And you know my kid. You you heard of my kids. They're all a bunch of mama's girls. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so Anna would constantly leave me with my grandparents <laughs> or auntie so she can go out or party. They told Anna eventually that they weren't going to be her full-time daycare to get and to get her shit together. A few months later, when right. I was around four, she asked my neighbor to watch me for an hour and then left. The neighbors called CPS and Anna had oh, and after Anna hadn't returned for days. I was eventually bitch. adopted to, <laughs> I was eventually adopted by my my auntie whom I grew up believing was my biological mother. I learned the truth as an adult through snooping, but I understand why she nor my grandparents told me as I was already really shy as a kid and they didn't want me to grow up feeling unwanted. Anna had been alive and well for all these years, but never kept in contact. She reached out to me recently through social media, explaining who she was and asked for us to meet so she could, quote, explain everything, unquote. According to her social media, she had a husband and two little girls and seemed to have a good job. She didn't want me to come over to her home because her husband didn't know she had other children. I was upset that she never even visited me despite being well and but. But I still met with Anna at a coffee shop. Anna insisted that I refer to her as "quote mom," and then immediately started ta- started talk about pr- how about how proud she was of my quote success. I have a flourishing computer science career. I'm engaged to a wonderful woman. I do consider myself to be successful. Uh, but her success talk implied to me that she wanted money or other favors from me. I shut Anna down and told her that I had no interest no interest in a relationship with her. I told her I had no interest in being used. She literally abandoned me. And was only only warming her way back into my life because she wanted things. She insisted that she wasn't what she was that wasn't what she was trying to do. I told her to accept I would never care about her and to focus on the two kids she didn't abandon abandon. Anna was in tears, but I didn't care and left. My friend Liv told me that I was making assumptions about Anna and how she could have genuinely changed but I was perceiving her the wrong way because my past experiences with her. I will admit that that was possible, but I don't owe Anna my time anyway. My cousin called me an a-hole for telling Anna that I would never care about her because she had still been an immature person when she had me. And you would Mm -hmm. never forget hearing that from your child. Mm. I think I may be an a-hole for how I handle this. So I'm here to ask, am I the asshole? You know what? At first, when you first uh, gave me that response, yes, I was quick to say you are an a-hole because I am a father. But uh, listening to her story, I'm going to lay it down like this. I uh, had a child very young. Uh, My ex decided to not want to be my wife and be a mother to my child. My child was six months when I received uh, sole custody we were in a court in East LA, uh, uh, California, Los Angeles. I was 21 years old. Um, my ex never gave me child support, never visited my daughter till she was 15. 
And the only reason she went to see her at 15, she had heard through other family members that I was holding a party. Uh, after that, uh, she took a part in my daughter's life and only gave negative. Uh, she never, ever sobered up. Uh, I did not find out that my ex-spouse was a mother of another child until we had a child together. That child was two years older than the child we had together. And uh, speaking from the truth and from a father of a child that a mother never gave a shit about, never cared to have uh, any type of interactment, uh, nothing positive to uh, spill upon the child in a positive way or a leadership way or take part in a loving way, I would say that this young lady is 100% right in feeling the way that she does, the anger, uh, the non-forgiveness, the appreciation that she grew tougher and achieved more from the hate and the negligence of her mother is a testament to her and being a father of a child like that i commend her for feeling that way i would back her up all the way and if that is her mother's name anna and anna if you're listening you're a self-righteous self-indulgent witch that you gave your child up in all forms and fashion and you deserve to be cast into the balls of hell so to the child that feels that way, I feel you, I got you, I've lived through it. If you ever need to talk, hit us up right here, and you go, girl, and you do better things than your mother ever would have done for you. And do not ever feel sad or angry about the way you feel, because the way you feel is all about karma, my love, and karma is a B-I-T-C-H. So Anna, the mother, you degenerate louse of a human being. You gave up on a great individual, but you made her greater than you would have if you would have stuck around. That is a bang from the Chang. One small correction. The writer was a dude, so uh, just FYI, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chang, that's it. We are at the end of the show. Nice. Uh, again, follow us on social media at Show of Chang on Instagram. Chang, do you have any final words of wisdom? Now, before we cut out and I lead you all to a Changtastic week or a Changerific weekend, remember one thing. We do this for the brutal honesty. We do this to relieve your mind of all the strain and stress of life. Whatever has got you down, whatever's got you angry, Know right now that Ruben J and the Chang got your back. Anything you have to get off your chest, anything you may want to just bring up in light to see if anybody else feels like you, hit us right here at our emails. Steve the Chang Chavez, Ruben J, give him your email. Hit us at the show. And remember, we are here for you. We are not afraid of, to talk about any topic at all, whether it be entertainment whether it be global, political, religion-wise, uh, anything that has is uh, a social disturbance of yours, we will talk about abortion, homosexuality, domestic violence, uh, abuse of uh, alcohol, drugs, 
anything, we are the show to go to. We will give you nothing but the truth, the whole truth, so help us God. So tune in next week to the Chang Show, and I guarantee we will heal. Ruby, you, my friend, are the Lord of the board. Don't call me Shirley, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> I love you, Shirley. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.